There are more than 660,000 Canadians waiting for surgery this weekend, with many waiting long months and, in some cases, even years. This is the opening statement in an article we saw in the National Post a couple of days ago entitled, Allowing Private Health Insurance Would Ease Canadian Suffering. Many other countries with universal health insurance allow so-called duplicate insurance to ease pressure on the public system. Here to talk more about it is Renaud. No, Brassard. Mr. Brassard is the Senior Director of Communications with the Montreal Economic Institute. Mr. Brassard, Renault, good morning and welcome. Well, thanks for having me. Well, it's good to have you with us, Renault. Talk to us a little bit about duplicate insurance. First of all, set it up because it's, it's illegal in all but four Canadian provinces, so it must be a horribly bad, awful thing, right? Oh, it's, it's definitely not awful or bad. What it is, basically, it's uh, it's allowing you to purchase insurance, uh, medical insurance, for the same things that are currently covered by your uh, province's universal medical uh, insurance plan. Mm-hmm. So it's simply saying, you know, if uh, your local, if if you cannot get uh, a surgery you need, or you cannot get treatment you need in one in uh, one of your local hospitals, then with this sort of insurance. Uh, you could go to uh, an independent clinic, a private clinic, uh, and have your insurance paid for that sort of uh, for that sort of treatment. So, okay, so now this again, this is just I'm trying to clarify what what this program looks like because in in many parts of the world there is a, a system where the private and public systems are combined under the single payer system, Renault, where your Medicare yes. card is good at both public and private facilities. That's different different from duplicate insurance, though, isn't it? That is different. Uh, and both can work together. But duplicate insurance uh, is simply, if, if once again, like if you're stuck on a waiting list, and, you know, a lot of Canadians are, yeah. uh, and you've been waiting for months and months and months, right now the only option you have in Canada is either to be, well, to keep waiting on that waiting list or to pay cash for any treatment you're going to get uh, in a private independent clinic. And let's be honest, like those, those treatments can be quite expensive. But when you have an insurance, well, your insurance covers the cost of that treatment. Of course, there's a cost to the insurance, but usually since you're pool risk, it's, it's much lower and makes it more accessible than having like suddenly a 1000 or $2,000 fee. Right. I remember a rather famous Quebecer, Robert Bourassa, when he was uh, diagnosed with cancer, jumped on a plane and spent a lot of money out of the country uh, getting treated and so on. And that's what Canadians with money do right now. If, you're, if you have an ailment or you need a procedure and it's rather urgent uh, but not critical, a lot of people will just go out of country to, to, to be treated. Now, give us an example, if you can, Renault, about countries right now that have this duplicate insurance program working successfully i mean the list is really really long but uh to 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 keep it short uh you know the united kingdom uh the country in which our health system is based yes uh currently allows duplicate private insurance and it's helping the public system cope uh the same goes for sweden uh the same goes for denmark uh and australia australia actually is one example of note uh, because about 45 percent of citizens in australia have duplicate insurance so what is what it's doing in australia is it's it's helping the public system cope uh, because that's taking people off of the waiting list for the public system. Right. So it is helping give access uh, faster for those that are still stuck in those waiting lists. And for those with duplicate, private ins- ins- with duplicate insurance, sorry, uh, it's also allowing them to get reasons faster. So it's just speeding up both, uh, both systems. Mm-hmm. Is it expensive? Uh, I mean, 
you know, it, it really can vary from country to country. But in the in the case of Australia, 45% of people have it. Wow. Uh, so this is very much something that's accessible to the middle class. Uh, and especially right now, I'm, I'm just looking at the context in Canada where we're faced with a worker shortage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's... There's definitely there's definitely a lot of employers that would be happy to look at this and add it to the uh, benefits that they give their employees to try and draw more people towards their company instead of the competitors. So as, as I understand it now, uh, based on the article that you and your colleagues at the Montreal Economic Institute wrote for the National Post, there are only four Canadian provinces, Newfoundland and Labrador, Saskatchewan, Nova Scotia, and New Brunswick that actually allow such plans to even exist elsewhere, including British Columbia and Quebec. It's illegal, isn't it? It is, uh, and and let's be frank, those four provinces allow it, but there's so many regulations around it uh, that it's sort of... it's it's de facto banned. Uh, for instance, uh, there's the fact that a, a physician cannot uh, uh, exercise his uh, his skills in both the public system and the independent hospital system at the same time. Right. Uh, there's there's a lot of things that constrain the supply, and these are provinces with smaller populations. So there's there's really a, such a small market that it hasn't developed yet. Uh, as for Quebec, uh, since the Shaudi case. Uh, there's three very specific surgical interventions for which it's allowed. Uh, but then again, it's creating such a small market that it's effectively banned. And then in the rest of the country, including B.C., uh, I mean, it's just outright banned mm-hmm. at the moment. So uh, now the argument, the counter argument to this is by encouraging development of a parallel private care system, you're actually depriving the public care system of a lot of medical talent that is now going to go elsewhere. I understand this argument and I hear where it's coming from, but. It, the experience simply hasn't shown that. Uh, it's actually one of the arguments that the Supreme Court looked into uh, during the Shouty case, because that was one of the big arguments uh, against allowing uh, duplicate insurance. Uh, and what the Supreme Court uh, said at the end is that there's a lot of countries that have very, very good public systems that are performing a lot better than ours, but also have this sort of duplicate insurance system. So. You're not you're not depriving the public system of talent. What you're what you're doing is you're you're offering another option to patients. Yeah. Uh, and and, let, and let's be honest. At the same time, uh, you're the other thing that this does is it also re, uh, relieves some of the pressure on the public system because you have people that uh, instead of only relying on this monopoly, uh, can have uh, alternative sources of treatment. So when when, uh, former uh, Supreme Court of Canada Chief Justice Beverly McLaughlin intoned access to a waiting list is not access to health care, was that a direct comment based on the Shaoli decision? Absolutely. It was uh, was included there in the judgment. And I think it very much applies because our our current system uh, has access when you look at it purely in terms of cost. Right. Uh, the fact that you, you pay for it on your tax bill, but you don't pay for it when you go to the hospital. Right. Uh, but the cost, the cost to access, the barrier to access, is a long waiting list. Like there's 660,000 Canadians right now that are waiting for surgery. In yes. my home province of Quebec alone, uh, that's 164,000 people this week. Uh, and of those 164,000, there's about 30% that have been waiting over six months. And, you know, waiting for a surgery is not the same as waiting for the new iPhone. Yeah. Often, uh, you know, you're, you're suffering, you're in pain, or you're, you're stressed because there's a risk of complications. Uh, so I, it's, 
is a sort of thing where people should not be waiting as long as they are. And we have some solutions. Uh, other countries have shown that things such as duplicate insurance work well to relieve some of the, pl- the pressure on the public system. Uh, so all, all we're seeing based on that report is it's working elsewhere. Why couldn't it work here? Well, you know, and I, I, I'm grateful for your time this morning, Renault, because uh, this is a conversation Canadians need to have. Even if it's an unpopular subject in some quarters, we know our system needs uh, assistance. It needs to be repaired. Mm-hmm. And I thank you very much for this conversation this morning. It's important to have. Well, it was a pleasure.